This is Chris O'Mealy of Club Cafe Wrestle Talk thanking everybody for 350 episodes of this pro wrestling podcast. Dan Peck, my partner in crime, do you have anything you'd like to say to everyone for 350 episodes? How many episodes was that? Uh, 350, Dan. You mean about Tree Fitty? Oh, about Tree Fitty. And it was about that time I realized that that pro wrestler was actually non-stories tall and resembled a creature from the Paleolithic era. Yes, everybody. Think about, like, that the podcast has been going for, we are now, like, three weeks away from six years, right? Uh, seven. Completing six years? Completing Completing. seven years? We're hitting the seven-year anniversary. Yeah, because we've been Uh, podcasting for as long as I've been married. I just celebrated uh, my seven-year anniversary. To think that it's all been a ploy of the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) This whole time. Yes, because May 15th is our anniversary. May 15th, 2013 was the debut episode. May 15th, King! But don't worry, we got some... We got some fun stuff planned. It is our 350th episode, episode Tree Fitty, the name of the episode, of course, because what else could we possibly call it? And then I realized that wasn't a Girl Scout at all. And I love that Dan makes South Park references when he doesn't watch South Park. I've seen like two episodes and the movie. But you happen to just know a couple of references. A couple, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I no, never... When I was in middle school, people thought and even outright said, man, Dan, what do you do? Just tape Beavis and Butthead and just watch it all day? And I was like, LOL, I've seen zero episodes. I've learned it all from you. (laughs) Oh, I love when people make that assumption and then realize they were never even remotely correct. It's like, never seen a second of the show. But you know the references. I mean, it's like some of the freaking stories about of you guys back when you were training in the first couple of years in the business. Some of those stories at this point, I know better than you guys. <laughs> yeah, because I, I've i told them X amount of times, but I also forget a lot of those stories because, you know, you've been doing it for so long, you forget. And you're like, did I actually do that? But then Dan reminds me. I actually did do that. Yes. However... I never bought Al Snow cookies. John Salinas did that. Oh, well, good for him. So 350 episodes. We've got a fun-filled show for you guys today, including a brand new segment to get to. And I would normally throw all my plugs out right now, but there's no point because it's a huge show. So I'm going to save plugs for a little bit later. In case we actually have time, but I really want to just get this show off the ground and going here. So let's answer last week's trivia question. Last week's trivia question has nothing to do with wrestling. Has to do with baseball, though. Oh, I miss baseball. This sitcom had Nomar Garciaparra as a character's love interest. And he actually appeared on one or two episodes, right? Yes. So I looked it up. And I believe the answer was two guys, a girl, and a pizza place? Yes, later known as just two guys and a girl. Now, why did you say that was a significant show in history, even though it's sort of forgotten now? Well, it was... It starred one, Ryan Reynolds. Ah. 
as Berg, a guy who was a total scumbag, but then by the end of the show, he's in medical school, or is he a full-fledged, like, surgeon by the end of the show? I don't know. But he starts out as, like, a scumbag guy. Ryan Reynolds, the end, who is... we all know as beloved superhero, Green Lantern. Yes. Beloved superhero, whatever the fuck he was at the end of Wolverine. <laughs> oh, wait, but that character in canon got murdered before anything could happen, so... So Ryan Reynolds. Thanks to the million post-credit scenes at the end of Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah. It also had... Uh... Great, now I can't even remember the guy's name. But he ended up playing the girl's boyfriend who ended up marrying her. And that was one of his first big shows, too. And... So what you got for uh, this week's trivia question? Well, this week's trivia question is also 90s sitcom related. But this one has a wrestling tie-in. But this one has a wrestling tie-in. Now, everyone remembers that Vader was on Boy Meets World. And he was Frankie Stacchino's dad. Which is awesome. His, in, his in-name character was Francis Stacchino. Senior. That's <laughs> Vader. Francis. Yeah, that's what I remember. Because he was, like, mouthing off. And Feeney was like, yeah. I'm down, Francis. Did they? Did he beat up a bunch of people and then s- spell out their his name with their bodies? No. Yeah, with the on the zamboni with their blood. Yeah. <laughs> but you remember that, specifically the episode, a specific episode that happened with Fader, and I want to know who was the big match against that caused the boys to mostly miss Topanga's sweet sixteen. I won't know the all important dance. I won't know this because I never watched Boy Meets World. Man, I think that's a, a formative show. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying I've never watched it. I'm familiar with it, but I never Very watched it. Show. So sorry if you are a fan of BMW. I was not. But, so, somebody else will know that answer, and it will not be me. Alright, let's do some dryer sheet news here, and then we're going to get to a brand new segment called The Interaction, where I pose a question on social media, and I read everyone's responses. We did our first one on my personal Facebook, so I could just get a couple of uh, standard answers here, although I think I probably should have also tagged you. So your friends could have also responded. But we'll chalk that up as just, it's the first time we're doing it. So real quick, let's get through some news that happened this week. And surprisingly, a decent amount of news in the world of wrestling, considering the fact that wrestling is almost non-existent right now. But first things first, if you have a fever, you are not allowed in the Performance Center, which is... Basically a standard at a lot of jobs now. In what fact, if the only prescription is more cowbell? <laughs> in fact, if I start running a fever, I have to immediately call HR and tell them, and they're going to order me to stay home. Like, you cannot. I would not be allowed in. Despite the fact that we do have the face masks and the gloves right now as a requirement, they would not let me in at all. 
So, yes. Ah, I got myself a fever, Dan. And what's what should I do about this? The only prescription is more cowbell. One of my favorite segments in SNL history. So here's something interesting. WWE 2K21 will not be happening. 2K actually made the announcement that they will not be releasing a new WWE game this year. And you could either chalk that up to the coronavirus or the fact that 2K20 was a buggy mess that sold like shit. Because even if it sold Both. well, people were they were downvoting it. They were giving it shit reviews. It had it was not prepared to release. So this is probably the best news ever that could happen. Which means now they have another year to make a game. So there's no excuses. It's also an announcement Monday about we don't know what. Yes, this upcoming but Monday. They, they wanted. They wanted to skip this year, but WWE has made them release a game this last year. Yeah, well, now they're getting their wish, so... No fevers, and no 2K21. And no one's complaining, because... Especially is... since Ukes left, and Ukes did most of the development. They had to do it all themselves, mostly from scratch, because they didn't have all the, any of the Ukes stuff. And they needed that extra time. And they didn't get it. Well, Because Vince McMahon wants his money every October. Isn't there another company that's looking to make a wrestling game? Not uh, Retromania. I'm talking about like a like a 3D based. Well, well, Ukes wants to make more wrestling games. They just didn't want to make yearly WWE games anymore. Right. How about uh, an All Elite Wrestling game? Apparently, they're working on it, but it's still in super early, not even development. TNA. But apparently they it's been a, a thing they've been working on since their inception. TNA got a video game. Had amazing yes. graphics. Yeah, and played like played shit. like shit. <laughs> it still had it okay, that game came out like ten years ago, and some of its character models are still better than current ones. Like the Booker T model is like the best Booker T in the history of video games. Yeah, like WWE video games could not get his shade correct. His skin tone, correct. And the there was one that looked like a chocolate too. bar. And there's another one where it looked like a chocolate bar like that was for Easter, but you didn't eat it until July. Oh, damn. You know those chocolate bars where I it's do. like, it's somehow it's got bleached out by the sun, even though it was still in the wrapper? I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. <laughs> Why is this a thing? Well, if you were thinking that the coronavirus was going to stop blood money, think again. They want to do it in November. Yay, Saudi in November. Those crown jewels are still happening. Still the plan. Um, as you know, they would have had probably one or two more this year, which didn't happen. Remember last year where there was one like a week and a half after Mania and it had more hype than Mania? Yeah, I know. It was uh... it was way too soon after Mania. The one thing I appreciate is that they keep putting all their really shitty matches on Crown Jewel because they're just like, well, we have to do this show and we know this will piss off American audiences, so let's just give it to Saudi Arabia. 
and then but it's it's also like yeah well we're gonna give him guys from like the turn of the century because that's like because remember they famously asked for two dead guys to be on the show because they were big stars in the early to mid 90s yep so can we get yokozuna well no because he's been dead for almost 20 years what about ultimate warrior you guys do not watch recent television, do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, in, other, in other news, if you were hoping to see Gronk wrestle at SummerSlam, that ain't happening. Because he signed his lucrative contract, he was going to actually train, and then suddenly, because Tom Brady went to Tampa, he took Gronkowski with him. So they stripped him of the 24-7 title, which is hysterical that they can't just like film something What's funny is I think I remember seeing like an official WWE Twitter or something tweet about the deal about him going to Tampa, and they're like, you know what, the twenty four seven title has never been defended during the Super Bowl. Uh, and then they just it just stopped happening. Vacate the title. <laughs> you realize how lucky the world is that they got the Super Bowl before all this went down. Do you imagine the riots that would have happened from that? Canceling the Super Bowl? Can't can't do that in front of an empty arena. Yeah, well, uh... (laughs) They might be doing it next year in front of an empty arena. Yeah. Because still the word is that, like, large gatherings, not until fall 2021. Yeah, I've heard that. So if there's an NFL season this year, it's going to be empty arenas, which means... They're probably not even going to do them in big ass stadiums because why fucking do that? There's no point. Yeah. Or, so like, or or what they'll do is they'll put it like there'll be two stadiums and everyone plays at those two stadiums. Yeah, they could do that too. Which is what they're talking about baseball when baseball comes back, which might be like in two weeks, um, that they're going to keep everybody at where they do their uh, spring training, so all the grapefruit league teams stay in Florida and all the. Cactus League teams stay in Arizona. So, so it would be pretty funny if they're just like, Denver's just like, so can we host a couple games? They're like, no, because then everybody will be hitting fucking home runs. <laughs> well, and then, you, and, then, and then they're also talking like that because of that, they would have to keep the preseason uh, conferences and, di- and divisions and stuff. So it's all messed up. Yeah, that is really messed up. It ends up being with, like, the Yankees or, like, with Detroit. And, like, the Yankees will win by, like, 30 games if they do that. Yeah. If they do that. Probably. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Gronkowski decides to go back to football. Now, here's my yeah. thing about the stripping thing. I think that's, for the 24-7 title, that's the one title you don't have to strip. Because all you have to do is film, like... Uh, what's her name? Kayla Braxton. Like, we're about to go have a word with Rob Gronkowski, and then you just have somebody be like, oh, no, we found him unconscious. She's like, well, what happened? Can we see him? No, we can't. You know, I, I can't let you in, blah, blah, blah. And then you just have, like, Mojo run by with the title in his hand and be like, I don't know what happened, but look what I got. And then there's speculation. <laughs> you can turn that into a storyline. That's the stupidest decision. But not I also as... want them to do more crazy stuff with my first seven title and have it like defended in different ways, like the DDT one was. Was it like, oh yeah, he lost a trivia game and lost the title, or you know, he lost the duck duck goose and lost the title, or whatever. 
Oh God! Like when they play Duck Duck Goose with the hockey players, <laughs> did they just fart in his face? <laughs> I love winning, pussy. Uh, so yeah, that was a dumb decision, but not as dumb as still allowing Nia Jax to wrestle. Because Nia Jax, a lot of people say it was a botch, and I say it's not a botch because she did that shit on purpose. Didn't they say that Kyrie Sane literally screamed twice in a row that she wasn't she, ready? Like she was screaming she's got her at her up and she's like, I'm not ready, I'm not set, I'm not set! And then she goes flying. Yeah. I'm gonna, I have been defensive of Nia Jax for way longer than I should have been. But I'm at the point now where I don't want to see her ever again, not here, not in any company. I think she's terrible. I think she's dangerous. And I think that it's all nepotism as to why she's still there and getting a push at this point. And then she has the audacity to be be mad at Ronda Rousey for hurting Alexa once. It was like, okay, so first of all, that was most likely a mistake. You are just an asshole. Well, there are people saying that they're doing this on purpose to try to set up like Ronda versus Nia as a return match. But I'm just like... Uh, this seems like it's a little too real, dog. No, you don't. That That's not a get someone over. <laughs> that's gonna, yeah, well, she's gonna throw her over, but. It's not, no, they're not, you don't get her over as a monster by her literally almost killing Tyree's name. No, you, you can kayfabe it <laughs> and get her over big time, but yeah, not like this, not like this. Hey, remember all those people that got sacrificed in Lucha Underground and we literally will never know their fate now because I think they I think somebody said they were working towards like a storyline where they were all going to get revived and go after uh, cuz who the sacrifice was uh Matanza was making Matanza, right? Yeah. yeah. They were all going to come back and like just beat the holy the holy hell out of him with Dario. Like, Dario is going to bring them back. I think that was the storyline they were working towards. Because he gets resurrected at the end. Because yeah, Matanza, one of the last things that happened in the last season was Matanza got killed. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll never we'll never know the resolution to what they could have done with Gronkowski. And we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know the resolution to a lot of wrestling storylines. We still don't know who drove the black-slash-white Hummer. Apparently it was Carmen Electra. Oh yeah. We still don't know about Baby Doll's photos. Remember, Baby Doll showed Dusty the photos, and he freaked out. And then they're just like, "Nope, storyline's done." <laughs> we never got to see their true resolution with the cat and right to censor. There's another storyline we never got an answer to. What was it, the blonde bitch? <laughs> Because she did what well, she did the burlap sack thing like one week and then she got fired because she was such a bitch. And uh, Jerry Lawler's like, "That's my incredibly young wife. I quit too." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of unresolved storylines in wrestling. We'll On have to TV. do. Yeah, we should do a uh, we should do a, a whole episode of the VIP show on the unresolved. Project unresolved storylines and then we'll resolve them we'll book our own well finishes. the thing about the gtv was supposedly going to be tom green was going to be like a recurring little host thing that he was going to be yeah. up, like 
a pre-tape for like five minutes of show or something like that. But that didn't pan out. Then they said it was just going to be gold dust because that's what the G stood for. You know who I think it was? I think it was Sweet Bobby G. Was it? Ah, it's nothing but a G thing. <laughs> like three years before he started wrestling. Kevin Owens is a fat fuck. Why are these guys wrestling in shirts, even though I exclusively wrestle in shirts? You guys don't sound nothing like me. Bobby, I love you, buddy. <laughs> He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Just, uh... I love his obsession with Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose. The honky-tonk man. Uh, the honky-tonk man. Well, here's cool. His cocking's bad. Why don't you love him? So, surface-wise is the new WWE thing. They're coding everything with it. Mm-hmm. Supposedly inhibits the growth of lots of things, so I just wrote nasty shit. It's yeah. like antibacterial, antimicrobial, antiviral, anti-blah, blah, blah. It's apparently some kind of thing that coats everything in like a, some kind of film that inhibits the growth it, it of prevents. Nastiness. This prevents nasty shit, and you just see Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags just sweating as they're trying not to touch any surfaces. Oh, nasty boys. All right, well, that didn't get a pop, so let's just move on. You know, they call her uh, Miss Jackson because they're nasty. Ah, yes. So the biggest news that came out of this week is drama with Patrick Clark, better known as the Velveteen Dream. So there is a supposed leaked phone call and nude photos that were sent to an underage fan. And I haven't heard the audio, but people say it sounds just like him. Although, then again, we heard leaked audio about supposedly Tessa Blanchard taking a shit, and that was proven false. So. And, you know, it's... Now, I've been one to throw stones in the past too quickly. So I'm taking this story as, let's wait till we have all the information, and then we'll cast the stones if necessary. If he did the thing, fuck him, because we've I've already been around a situation in which a worker did that to one of the one of the brothers' underage daughter, and that turned into a whole thing. And I'm not going to say the worker's name because I don't want to give him any publicity. You can ask me off air who it was, and I'll tell you the story. So, Velveteen Dream. You can either go fuck yourself, or I'm very sorry you got caught in the middle of this. I don't know which one I'm I'm feeling yet. I'll wait till we have more information. But that's really the only way to go for it. And if it turns out to be true, I will never be a fan of that guy again. Which is a shame, because I was actually digging the character. Uh, and if it's not true, then whoever is doing the accusatory shit, or hacked his phone and leaked the uh, leaked the call or claimed to be underage or leaked the photos yourselves, then you should go to jail. You know, I, it's the same thing, same take I took when the page stuff happened where people were leaking her shit. And I was like, you know what? You should go to jail for that. Cause that's total invasion of privacy. You should go to jail. Well, maybe she shouldn't have it on her phone. Yeah. Well, maybe you shouldn't be hacking other people's phones. So we'll see. This is uh, still a developing story as we record this episode on Saturday, April 25th. By the way, did you know today's the perfect day, Dan? 
Yeah. It's not too cold. It's not too hot. It's just a white jacket. Yes. The perfect day. By the way, super underrated movie. Great movie. Indeed. Cody Rhodes might be Cody Rhodes again. Yeah. Because WWE's claim has expired, the copyright, and Cody's trying to snag it. So we might get to see Cody Rhodes again. Which I still think it's stupid that they prevented that because he can still be Cody. He could have just wrestled under his real name. People would have known. People know who Runnels is, so. But I get it. He wants to do the name recognition, so. Uh, If you are interested in having a themed protective mask, you can contact Lucha Libre stars who are making Lucha-themed masks, and I kind of need one, Dan. Because I'm yeah. I'm required to wear one at my job, and Pennsylvania's got that law right now with the uh, you can't go anywhere in public without the mask. Now I have the uh, the generic just black cloth mask that loops behind the ears that I'm going to start using, so I don't have to use the disposable ones at work where you got to do the stupid tie and everything. And I tried doing the tie behind the ears, and it would actually hurt. So I, uh, yeah, well, having them on your ears hurt too. It's awful. Yeah. At least this one, it's got the elastic loop and it's comfy because I already tried it on. It goes behind the ear and it doesn't feel like it's going to kill your ear. So I am kind of okay with that. We'll see how it goes. If I have to switch to disposable, I will. But yeah, my mom's been making a bunch. But I'd really like a Lucha Libre one. I wanted to get the one I saw online. It's got the giant clown face on it. And the first thing I did was I went to one of my female coworkers and I asked her if she's afraid of clowns. And she's like, well, I don't really like them. I'm like, okay, cool. So I know what kind of mask I'm going to get. She's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, nothing. She's like, you're not going to come in here with a clown mask, are you? I'm like, what if I do? What if I do? But I'm not going to get it because it wouldn't arrive for... With a lot of these delays online, shit isn't. by the time shit arrives, it's going to be... The coronavirus is going to be gone, so there's no point. Well, there's a chance we open on the 8th, so... Yes. I think we've got the 15th is the Pennsylvania deal, but... Um, but that's like, you know, when they're going to, you know, they could announce an extension. Yeah. Of course. Uh, final news story of the week involves the XFL. Commissioner Oliver Luck was terminated right before the XFL filed for bankruptcy. And he's claiming that that was considered wrongful termination. The counter-argument, of course, I'm seeing is that, well, no XFL, we don't need a commissioner, but he's claiming that they weren't going to shut down when he got terminated. So I think this all kind of determines the uh, the timeline of the thing. But yes, Oliver Luck is suing Vince McMahon. Good luck. And uh, what what do you think James Storm would say about this, Dan? Oh, I think he would say something about like, "Sorry about your damn luck." Sorry, luck. About that damn luck. That would have been a fun title for the episode if it wasn't for the fact that yeah, it was we, had, we have to call it episode Tree Fitty. We just have to. I already wrote that down. I gave him Tree Fitty the week before. So before we get to the interaction, I'd like to give a shout out to our patrons in the shout out tier. To Glenn Kukan, 
Randy Moyer, Jeff Trelowitz, Jay Winger, and Adrian Cotton. We thank you for your continued patronage. This week on the VIP show, we are going to review the debut of Chris Jericho on Monday Night Raw, the entire episode, including if you guys are fans of The Rock, you get to see a lot of him on this one. And if you're fans of The Big Show, you get to see like even more of him. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but we're going to talk about all the stuff that Chris Jericho did, as well as the actual show, which a lot of people forget there's a whole show based around that one debut. It wasn't just the Chris Jericho show. And I have a cool story about watching that episode. Yes, that'll be on this week's VIP show, which you can access by becoming a patron at patron.com slash club kayfabe. For only five bucks a month, you get a bonus edition of WrestleTalk each and every week and new exclusive content coming. Since we hit 350 episodes, I've actually thought about uploading a couple of bonus stuff up there for our patrons and... I think what I'm going to give you guys is our interview with Dan Madigan from 2013. Dan Madigan, writer of See No Evil, joined us on the show back when Patrick was still around. That's like first couple months. Yeah. Of the show. In fact, hang on. Hold the phone. We recorded that on August 4th, 2013. We had only done 12 regular episodes by that point. But you guys will be able to listen to the Dan Madigan interview. I will work on getting that up before the weekend is out. So you guys can enjoy that as some bonus content for you patrons. And thank you guys for your feedback on extra content. Because as you know, I'll do plugs real quick here so we can get on with the show. You can listen to all kinds of great shows on CKCC Radio if you subscribe. For other than Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk, you can check out the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where Dan and I review every Simpsons ever. You can listen to Chris Ranks the Universe. I am currently ranking all of the Disney Animation Studios films, and future projects include the ranking of the MCU, first three or four phases. What was the end of uh, what was Homecoming or uh, Far From Home? Was that the, the end, end of, of end of three? End of three. Yeah, it's going to be the first three phases. Is the I mean, I guess there. technically, because I guess that Black Widow happens before Infinity War, so I guess that would actually be the end of it. <laughs> but I can't see that until the end of the year, and the MCU ranking is a big request, so we're going to get that in, get that done. I'm also going to be doing a ranking of all of the Pixar movies, and a ranking of every major character from the Big Bang Theory. And I will be looking for guests to join me for Pixar, MCU, Big Bang Theory, oh, and Star Wars. All 15 feature-length Star Wars films and specials. (laughs) Spoiler, you already know what's at the bottom of that list. Frickin' lumpy. We have other shows up, too. The uh, newest backlog of Jay Bunny's Music Hub just went up this morning as I record this, episode 14. So you can listen to all 14 backlog episodes and the newest episode, which was episode 40. And of course, we will get the entire backlog up on the channel eventually. First Monday of every month is Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton. Next episode will be dropping on May the 4th. How about that, Dan? On Star Wars Day, you get your next motivational moves. Making moves, making moves. Million dollar moves. 
And I'd like to give a shout out to Jeff Trelowitz. Little under the weather this past week had a COVID-19 scare that he thankfully tested negative for. As a result, there was no new episode of Real Paranormal Talk or Ranking Tracks. And when he feels better, he will get back on track with both of those. But you can still check out those shows if you're interested in the paranormal. Or you want to hear Jeff rank every song off of a specific music album. With Billy Joel being his latest episode. Yeah, man. An Innocent Man, which is one of those albums that isn't a greatest hits album, but is a greatest hits album. Because it's got like, so. yeah, no, that's a t- that would be a tough one to rank. That's all the fun stuff you can see on this network. All right, guys, let's do the interaction now. I took social media and asked you guys a very simple question. What was the match or moment that made you become a pro wrestling fan? I'm going to read your responses on the air. And then Dan and I are going to react to those wonderful moments. First moment here comes from the host of the Race Nerd podcast, soon to be part of CKCC Radio, and friend of the show, Matt Hardman, who says he's showing his age here. I was in second grade. It was a Piper's Pit segment. My babysitter's brother played for me. I don't remember who he had on, but it was prior to his WrestleMania 3 match. That got me hooked and a Piper fan for life. That's awesome. A Roddy Piper, Piper's Pit is what made you a pro wrestling fan. I get it. Piper's one of my all-time favorites. In fact, on my all-time favorite list, as I have documented, he is number three. The Rowdy one. And also, I love They Live. I think that's probably my favorite John Carpenter movie. What about you, Dan? Roddy Piper? Were you a big-time Roddy Piper guy, or? I mean, in the 80s? No. (laughs) (laughs) Guess he was a bad guy. Uh, See, that was, he was the bad guy, but I still liked him. My affinity for heels was was showing then. All right, this next interaction comment comes from an old co-worker of mine from the hotel industry, Andrew Jarofsky. <clears throat> and Andrew writes, Started watching the Four Horsemen and Dusty Rhodes battle, then going to the Great American Bash at the Vet, then going to the hotel bar where the wrestlers were staying. Magnum TA and the Andersons came to the bar. After we bought them a round of drinks, my best friend went to them and asked if that belly-to-back suplex really hurt. Arn Anderson stands up and puts the move on him. <laughs> After getting thrown to the floor, he gets up, stretches his back, and says, Yes, that did hurt. <laughs> Arn looks at him and says, I have got to get you into wrestling school. The name of Andrew's friend? You might actually know him. He was the first ECW television champion, and his name was J.T. Smith. Because Andrew and J.T. Smith go way back, and it was at that moment that Andrew became a wrestling fan because J.T. Smith was going to become a pro wrestler. All because he didn't know that a belly-to-back suplex actually hurt. Well, Dan, I think you're, you and I are both smart enough to know t- to never ask a worker if something actually hurts. Yeah. Because even if it doesn't, they're going to make it hurt anyway. <laughs> that's a, I told you that story about the time uh, Mana the Polynesian Warrior invented a new move and he needed a test dummy. So he comes up to me and goes, hey, do me a favor. 
He goes, put me into a schoolboy roll-up, and I'm going to show you how I get out of this. And I'm like, uh, okay. He's like, you know how to do that, right? I'm like, yeah, actually, I do know how to do that move. He goes, okay, well, go ahead and do it, and then I'll show you. And the I don't remember the guy he was working, but he was going to show him what he was going to do. So Mata goes, gets into the prone position for the schoolboy in the corner. I get down, you know, hook the thigh, goes over. One, two. He literally flips me over with my own momentum and locks in this cra- – I can't even describe it. It was an arm bar and a leg lock because he somehow was able to hook both – like the arm made sense because I already had the arm hooked. So he was able to flip me over, no problem. <laughs> I don't remember, even remember how he got the leg in. Like I wasn't feeding for it. I, I just – I just went with the move and he just did it. And next thing I know, I'm just, I'm in like a contortionist position. And it's funny because Mana, you know, he does the Polynesian warrior thing. So, you know, he's growling on the camera and he's grumbling and he's shouting. But he was like such a super soft-spoken guy. He just looks down at me and goes, does this hurt? And I'm like, well, it's not comfortable. He's like, okay, that's what I'm going to do in the match tonight. (laughs) And that just releases me. I was like, okay, that was certainly interesting. I uh I will not be uh <laughs> I will I will not be volunteering for that anytime soon. But yes, so good for you, JT Smith. You became a famous wrestler because you wasn't sure if that would work. Also, we'd like to personally thank JT Smith for doing the you fucked up gimmick that created the you fucked up chant. That became a staple in pro wrestling. <laughs> so what's your gimmick? I fuck up a lot. <laughs> oh. That not really a gimmick? <laughs> is that is is that a gimmick? Alright, I just dude, that dude just never fell right or never got <laughs> no. hit right. Like, holy shit. Alright, here's a good one here. This one comes from our resident <laughs> artist and partner of the show, Brian Bindman, who you know as from Bindman Art, which you can follow on Facebook. Brian releasing all kinds of new work right now to try to keep himself stimulated during this time period. When I was at a house show with my dad, it was at it was at the Warchest Centrum in nineteen ninety-three. I was enjoying myself, but the moment I remember most vividly was the lights going out, the funeral dirge coming over the speaker, and the Undertaker making his way to the ring to face Yokozuna. I was hooked at that moment. I remember Yoko attacked him before he could complete his entrance, and he uncharacteristically threw his hat like a frisbee down the aisle towards the backstage area, just so he could face him and attack quickly. (laughs) That's really cool. Too bad that's a house show, because I kind of want to see Undertaker doing a frisbee throw with his hat. Undertaker and Yokozuna. Imagine that being your first wrestling experience. Taker and Yoko. They had a good feud. It had some dumb shit in it, but the feud itself was pretty good. The extra large casket. Yeah, just so every heel in the company could put Undertaker in it? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, this one comes from Michael Emrick, a former Kilimanjaro Safari co-worker of mine. Uh, nice mm. and simple, and it's the same thing that made me a wrestling fan. Hulk and Andre, the hype, the build, and lots of storytelling. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hulk and Andre at WrestleMania 3 was my moment, too. Dan, what was your moment? Jeez. 
do you do you remember or did it just kind of happen well i mean i was kind of just like everybody in the 80s you know i was like oh yeah i'd watch a couple of things and then and i would know the names be like oh, but like what got me back was i was mainstream sports guy in the 90s and then all of a sudden like espn and everything was talking about um WWE because of Mike Tyson. Ah, the WrestleMania 14 hype, right? Yeah, for that. So then, like, I watch. Like, I remember watching that Raw that we covered a couple weeks ago on the on the, uh, the VIP show. VIP show. That was like one of the first episodes of Raw I watched. But actually, at the time, I was watching more WCW. Like, I was maining Nitro and flipping the Raw. <laughs> you were mainlining but, Mike Nitro? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Nitro was the one I would watch, and then when that went commercial, I'd move to Raw. But then there's times where, like, Raw would be doing something, and I would stick with that for a little while. Like, I'm pretty sure that's the way most people were, if they were fans of both. I but also, so. at that time, Nitro was three hours, and they had a whole hour unopposed. Most people I know did the watched the unopposed hour and then flipped to raw but still taped nitro i know a lot of people who did that and then eventually i would watch the first hour switch to raw and then wake up at four in the morning and watch the nitro replay there you go that's dedication you wouldn't do that now fuck no dude you don't you don't even get up at 4 a.m to watch new japan no I do not. Yeah, I don't have that dedication anymore because we're old now, Dan. We're not we're not kids anymore. I need my sleep. This uh yeah, I've learned the last few years that I need like between getting ready to go to sleep and sleeping and then getting ready to wake up, I need like 10 hours in all that time. Yeah. Like seriously. Like jeez. Like, I mean, I probably actually only sleep like seven and a half, but the whole thing is like 10 hours. Yeah, I think I, uh, I try to get eight hours in, but that just doesn't happen because I wake up too much during the night. Like last night, I didn't fall asleep until like three and I was like really pissed about it because I knew I had to wake up early so we could do all these shows today. <laughs> yep. Been there. <laughs> Uh, two more memories here. These come well. There's three more memories, but the next two actually come from pro wrestlers. Yeah, okay. Including Mac Daddy Flex and Sweet Bobby G, who are a tag team. At one point, mm. they were a tag team. In fact, they were in the main event of the first ever GSW show that I booked, and uh, they were they were the odd team that didn't factor into the fall because the main event was a triple threat tag team match. But the way I booked the finish was. They decimated the baby faces, but the killer Steve stole the win. And how they did it was uh, Bobby G locked in like a leg lock submission hold on JT Dunn. And then one of the Steves ran in and pinned Dunn while he was laying in the submission hold. And then the best part is we have a close-up camera on Flex and he just looks up and goes, wait, what happened? What happened? (laughs) Because now their music's playing and the match is over. I always love that moment. Uh, here's what Flex says. His moment was Hogan versus Paul Orndorff in a steel cage from Saturday night's main event. It's one of the best ones because they're both on the outside of the cage 
and it's just about which one commits to falling first. Pretty much, yeah. And, and it was almost exact the exact same time. Pretty great. Great we finish. Should, we should review that Saturday night's main event on a future VIP episode. That would be fun. And then uh, Bobby G's moment was he was a little guy switching channels, and he saw All-Star Wrestling, and Tony Atlas pressed a guy over his head and slammed him. Good old Tony Atlas. So, just Tony the most fucking ass. <laughs> Those are pretty good memories. Now, I do want to, I hope both of them, if you guys are listening, and Bobby G's <laughs> probably pissed because I did an impression of him earlier. You know, both <laughs> I don't sound nothing like him. Uh, if you guys are listening, one of the next questions we're going to do is becoming pro wrestlers. So hopefully you'll both interact with that one. Our last memory comes from another longtime wrestling fan, Chris Nietzsche, who recently on his Twitch channel played every single Mario game in order. I don't know if he's still doing that or if he's fish- finished the end of his progress, but I was watching him play some Yoshi's Island. You guys want to know some deep lore about this show? Yes. Once upon a time, about like two or three years before we actually started doing the show, the show was going to be me, Chris, and Chris Nietzsche. That's right. Nietzsche was on board for that. <laughs> we never got it. We never got that launch, though. I forgot about that. See, this is why I need you, Dan. You have to fill in all my memories for me because I've got worker brain now. So, oh, dude, it's been hilarious because I've been because uh, Joe's been streaming like every day lately, and I've been going and being there. Oh my god! What did he say? What was the line that he said about speaking of Chinese food? Yeah, speaking of Chinese food, my nipples itch. I think. Oh yeah, that sounds like Joe. That sounds like Joe. Yeah, I uh, I made a secret group on Facebook so everybody could send my wife a birthday wishes. Her birthday was yesterday. And, of course, due to the virus, we weren't able to do anything for it. And we also got our anniversary screwed last month for the same reason. I know the feel. My sister's birthday was Monday and my mom's is next Monday. By the way, she she loved your haiku. Oh, my double haiku? Your double haiku, which I loved it too. But I was playing all the videos. And, of course, Joe's video is like, happy birthday and happy new year and Chinese new year. And I'm like, yeah, that's a Joe video right there. Yeah, I have watched it and just seen Angie's videos. Be like, yep. I yep, that's that's that, yep. <laughs> I, I'm his handler now. <laughs> anyway, uh Nietzsche's memory is our last one for this show, and uh it's a damn good one. Savage Flair WrestleMania eight. The storytelling was so amazing, and the angle going into the match just intensified the in-ring action. I had always been curious about wrestling prior to this, but this made me a fan for life. You mean the match that should have main evented WrestleMania eight? I always think of it as like the better, the actual like better executed version of the Mega Powers Explode storyline. Oh yeah, well Hogan Savage was a good match too. It was but... it was a, it was a good match, but it like it kind of came out backwards and not great. And like you know, like was, like the story doesn't make much sense. This I think this is a better one because this is this is. Ric Flair being like, I fucked your lady and I got pictures of her. <laughs> <laughs> well, Flair, Flair and Savage were two of the best, so. Or which which made, like, Flair clearly the bad guy, whereas, like, with Hogan Savage, like, Hogan was kind of more the bad guy, yet he was the babyface. 
Whereas with this one, like Ric Flair is clearly the bad guy. Clearly. Well, guys, what'd you think of the interaction? You like it? You guys want to hear more? You can also suggest your own social media questions. I will post them on my Facebook page. You guys can answer them. We'll read them on the show. And if you want me to credit you somehow, you can do that too. Although I think I was pretty fair putting everybody over here. So so everybody gets over on this show. And Bobby G, I do a great impression of you. So just letting you know. I mean, that. At least everyone knows who, who whose voice you're doing. Oh, did you see that Don't Rush challenge that the WWE referees did? That was actually pretty damn yes. cool. Do you know what uh, my takeaway from that? What's that? Was? It's like, damn, there's a fucking lot of referees. <laughs> yeah, they had way more than you realize. And you know who wasn't in it? My Kyoto. Oh. <laughs> you know what's funny? Seeing the, the amount of them that shaved for it because they're before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. They included all of the female refs, too, because they have three of them now. Yeah. And I love that Charles Robinson is the first one who does it, and he's got the uh, the flare robe on in his house. And he knows he has a nice place because he's been, like... Doing this forever. A referee for, like... And everyone else years. is in the standard Florida apartment. Yeah. Because I know exactly he has I'm. he has a nice place in the Charlotte area. Yes. <laughs> in Dee-Dee-Doo. All right. Well, I'm ready, Dan. I'm ready to dish out some points or consequences. Let's you do this. You remember what the game was? I actually think I do. It was it was uh, senior quotes, right? Yeah, wrestler senior quotes. Pick oh, a wrestler. One and done on the wrestler. And then what was their senior quote? Hey, what was their senior quote? It better have been a good one. So here we go. Our first senior quote is Sting. He would be that guy that just didn't have one. I have nothing to say. Points. Good throwback reference. Yeah, for you new listeners, uh, that came from Sting's WWE run where they would put, try to put a microphone to him and he just wouldn't say got jack shit. Because Triple H had said a bunch of freaking bullshit. <laughs> yep. And Sting is just like, you're fucking stupid, aren't you? And then the worst thing is, is that they made Triple H be right and had him win as well. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Fucking stupid. Terrible anyway, storyline. Our next one is Bray Wyatt. When the bell rings, I'll be off to college following the buzzers. They'll let me in. <laughs> They'll let me Although in. Although they said buzzers. Following the buzzers? Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing they got autocorrected and they were on their phone. That happens to me all the time. I totally get it. It happens. But he might have been following the buzzers. Maybe he's really... Literally literally the buzzers that let you know you can open the locked door? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe maybe he was a really big game show fan and just wanted to buzz in. You don't know. Did, did you know Bray Wyatt in college? I don't think so. Yeah, that's... I still like it, though. I'm still going to give it points. Mm. All right. Our next one is Edge. For those with the benefit of flash photography. That's a good one. Damn, that's a really good one. 
Dude, that'd be super clever too when you think about that. <laughs> I I could see Edge having that really goofy smile yearbook picture, like the big big grin, and like his eyes extra wide. That just seems like the Edge, the Edge thing. Uh, we're gonna earmark that one. We're coming back to that one. Ooh. I'm looking to see if it, there's a yearbook photo of Adam Copeland. It's probably yep. not, it's probably not that hard to see. Yeah, it's there. Hold on, I have to see this. He's account. got that Canadian mullet. I just looked it up. I have to see this. Canadian. Oh God. F mullet, hockey player mullet. Most likely to win the WWE Championship belt. Well, it's not the big grin I was expecting, but it's definitely the... Uh... Well, on this day, earmark on this entry, brother. Our next one, New Jack. I'll stab you, fool! <laughs> People wonder why I flip out all the time. Yeah, that's uh, that's points. Pointies. By the way, I didn't talk about the uh, the Dino Bravo episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I'm decided I'm going to save that for the VIP show because I want some more content on there. So if you want to hear about Dino Bravo, Dark Side of the Ring, you have to pay for and it. And his mafia murder. Yes. Well, was, I thought it was. Murder. I thought it was interesting because there was parts of the story I never knew before. So. But yes, uh, New Jack. That's gonna you're gonna. Can you earmark that New Jack one? I want to revisit that. I will stab that fool. Okay, me? John Cena. This is the last time you guys will be seeing me. <laughs> the last time John Cena was visible was in his yearbook photo. That's good. That's points. Get yourself some points. Our next entry: AJ Styles. Have a phenomenal summer. <laughs> That sounds more like something you would write in the yearbook. Yep. Not not actually do it. Oh, uh, but I still like it, so I'm gonna have to give it points. That's what you wrote to the kids you didn't really know, but they asked you to sign your yearbook. Yeah, I remember I had one of those where it, it said have a it just said have a good summer, and then the guy signed it Rob, and I actually don't remember which Rob it was. <laughs> I'm like, I, I literally can't figure out who signed this yearbook, but tis what it is, what it is. Our next entry is Booker T. I repeated senior year five times, five times, five times, five times, five times. Now, can you dig that, sucker? Wow. So you're implying that Booker T is stupid? <laughs> Booker T did a senior year five times. He got kicked out of school for being too old. And they made him do, like, a night school thing. Oh, my God. This is a terribly racist entry. No, it's not. Oh, yeah? How is it not? How is this not racist? Because the person that made the entry is not white. Oh! Oh, that makes it so and much I, better. And at least not 100% white. <laughs> is it Chev? <laughs> Black parentheses half? Yeah, I love that he always has a half after. But no, this is not him. It's somebody that's 
It's not racist because he's black. Oh, God. Must have been Mr. Cotton. There's more than one brother in our community. I know, but I'm thinking about the common players. <laughs> Who's the racist now, Christopher? You know, Adrian should be honored. He actually told me once that I should be the first black guy I, I think of when I think of black people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure well, he that, said that jokingly, but he did say that one time, so. That's got to be like, yeah, but that's a selfish thing. He's like, yeah, I don't want to think about black guy. I don't want to think about my one black friend. I'm pretty hey, sure. I'm friends, I'm friends with all kinds of black people. You know, I'm pretty sure Dens told me that too, but I don't think he was joking. <laughs> I think he really thinks that. Uh, I, this is funny, and you need to earmark this one too. Oh, an earmark. So you talk mad shit, and you give man, the man an earmark. Because I liked the entry. I thought it was fucking hysterical. It's just racist. But apparently, but you're telling me it's not, so I don't know. Whatever. The uh, next entry is The Rock. It. Oh, yeah? The Rock says, you shut your damn mouth or The Rock will take your little diploma, roll it up real nice, and stick it straight up, your candy ass! That totally would have never gotten printed, but it's getting points. I remember my buddy Frank in high school got really pissed off because his yearbook quote was simply FTW and they wouldn't print it. And he's like, I think I, they don't know what that means. And of, I'm like, are you kidding me? They don't know what FTW means? This was before For the Win was a thing. It only meant one thing. I bet you the teachers didn't know, but they probably asked one of the students. No, the you know why? Because, because the yearbook teacher was the young hip teacher. I was like, I was like, you know what? If it was an old teacher, maybe you could have gotten away with it, but no. The entire yearbook staff was all girls and me. So, uh, actually, it was. <laughs> it was very fun because it was like, it, it, it seriously, there like five of the prettiest girls in my entire graduating class were on the yearbook staff. So. I had zero complaints. You about... had five pretty girls at your school? I had a ton of hot girls in my class in my graduating class. We had tons of hot girls. We had like three and two of them were twins. 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 Twins, Basil, twins. But yeah, simply FTW did not get printed in the yearbook. Sorry. FTW thirteen then. Yeah, that didn't get printed. Right, anyway, those those anyway. were points. So, our next one is Red Warrior Hawk. Well, <laughs> from the school's rallies to the football games to the grass we smoked behind the bench at lunch, there's only one thing I to say for my senior year. Oh, I have a feeling this wouldn't have gotten printed too. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. That's points. You had me at well? <laughs> well? Well? Yeah, it's points. We are now at the Chase Owens. Man, we're getting we're getting so few entries every week now. And here's the thing, guys. You're getting you're getting entered into the pool every week that you play. So you should at least be trying. You should at least be trying. Our next entry is Joey Image. Are you going to eat that pizza? 
Wait, Joey Image's yearbook quote, or this is Joey Image's entry? <laughs> this would be the yearbook quote. You can eat that pizza. Ah, uh, Pizzagate. Pizzagate. An infamous Joey Image story, which he's told on the show a few times. Ah, Pizzagate. That's good. That is points. Next entry is Jeff Jarrett. Since my first day walking these hollowed halls, slap nuts, I've had all the stroke around here. I've had all the pull. And all four years, it was nothing but stroke and pull, stroke and pull, stroke and pull. Once again, a quote that would not get printed, but I have no problem believing that Jeff Jarrett would have tried that. That's points. Slap nuts. Slap nuts. Good old <clears throat> Baron Corbin. What do you mean I was voted most likely to get perpetually buried on some wrestling podcast? And we're not the only podcast that perpetually buries him. That's points. Oh no, it's hilarious because the one the, the the YouTube groups, the, the YouTube and Twitch groups I follow, they, they do universe mode, and the last two weeks of SmackDown had. And fighting for the title in the main event, and they were fucking pissed on commentary the entire match, both times. Oh, that's terrible. They're like, why the fuck? Who fucking booked this shit? Baron Corbin's gonna fucking beat Rusev for the title. What the fuck? I wouldn't even use Baron Corbin in my universe mode. (laughs) He wouldn't even be booked. Or I'd put him on, like, the brand that I don't book any shows on. You know, you make, like, the third brand, and then you just put all the people there that you don't want to have on shows. I don't know. Yeah. I usually, like, I pick guys I really, really don't like and put them on that no-use group. And then you or, give like, up... the, the five versions of Undertaker, you put four of the versions on there. Yeah, I always take the one that I like the best. Which is usually the current one, actually. Yeah, I usually go with the current version of people. But I have I have totally kept the older Triple H because I like long hair Triple H better. I'm not sure why he's growing his hair because of the corona. Oh yeah, I saw his huge beard. Yeah, his beard. And it's all white. I saw one of those things on Twitter. It was a uh, who is this wrong answers only. And it was Triple H with his huge beard. And he looks like freaking Hodor. So I put the thing with hold the door from Game of Thrones as the response. He looks like freaking Hodor. And then for penultimate. HBK. I am looking right at you. <laughs> That's a lie. Ah, oh, they need two cameras to capture this shot, hombre. Well, if you take if you take two pictures of him, and then you just doctor them together, both eyes will be looking at the camera. So maybe they cheated. That's points. Fucking HBK. Oh, that freaking lazy eye joke. God damn it. A thing he didn't have until he randomly had a match with Kane, and then he had it. Because <laughs> I knocked cocky. And it's time for the final entry. 
Jerry Lawler. You dragged me out of the girls' locker room for this? Oh. God damn it. Yeah, that's points. <laughs> oh, I vey. It's not pedophilia if he's a high schooler, too. Unless, of course, he's <laughs> like one of those five-time seniors. Oh, it doesn't <laughs> like have to G. be. That doesn't have to be a uh, a pedophilia thing. That is... 100% Jerry Lawler was probably a fucking creep. Anyway, Chris, you had three earmarks. Yep. Let's hear them. We got Edge for those with the benefit of flash photography. Yep. I like that one. You got New Jack. I will stab you, fool. like that one. And then you got Booker T. I repeated my senior year five times, five times, five times, five times, five times. Now, can you dig that? I have to give the win to Booker T because it's ridiculous that he would actually put that as his yearbook quote and brag about the fact that he repeated his senior year five times. The other two may keep their earmarks. Alright. Your winner is Chris Wright. Oh! Hey! Okay, well, that's... To be fair, Chris Wright does not play that often. To be fair. To be fair. He does not play very often. So forgive me for not guessing that that was him. Adrian and Chev are the regulars. It's not... He doesn't... Chev didn't play. Oh, he didn't? Really? He's been playing every week. Nope. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps up the show. Congratulations to Chris Wright, Dan. If you could send me those so I can do the updates, I've actually I actually did a one week backlog update before we went on the air. I know I'm so super behind on this, but I'll get to it. Uh, lots of stuff coming up. VIP show, the debut of Chris Jericho on Monday Night Raw. We will review that, and I will talk about Dark Side of the Ring. Dino Bravo. Thank you again for 200, 200, 350 episodes. A fantastic, fantastic way to keep doing this, and I absolutely love it. We do it because we enjoy it. Even when the wrestling isn't good, we still have fun doing the podcasting. If we weren't having the fun, we wouldn't do the podcast. Hopefully, by this time... Next month, when we hit that anniversary episode, which is coming up, we will complete seven years of podcasting on May the 15th. And if I actually check the dates here, May the 15th is, in fact, a Friday. So we will probably record on that Friday, as long as we don't got anything going on. So, yeah, thank you guys again. I hope you enjoyed that new segment. If you have ideas on stuff you'd like to interact with, we'll always be looking for more questions. We'll probably do some pretty standard stuff to start off. We'll do favorite wrestlers, favorite finishers. We'll ask workers some questions. Maybe we can ask them about their debut matches, their favorite matches. uh, All kinds of fun stuff that we can interact with. And again, if you have ideas for this show... 
you can contact us. Let us know what you want to hear. And if you have a game idea for Points or Consequences, you can send that to us at any time. We are always taking requests. Any last words for episode Tree Fitty? Uh, I'd like to thank you for about Tree Fitty. Goddamn not this monster! I think that about does it, y'all. We'll see you guys next week for more Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk.